Welcome back, everybody, to the Prescribing Truth Podcast right here on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash prescribe truth. I'm Jamal Betty. If it's just your first time joining me today, thank you very much. Please hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell to the side so you can be notified when I have new content. If you're listening to this on your iOS or Android podcast apps, especially on iTunes or Stitcher, if you happen to be there, please remember to leave a rating and a review. This helps me out a lot. Also, you can um, partner with the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash prescribe truth. We have different reward tiers. The link to the site is at the description. Please check out the rewards I'm offering to try to give back to those who would be so gracious to give to me um, in helping this ministry go forward. So I would encourage you to check that out when you get a chance. If you'd like to contact me, email me at prescribe.truth at gmail.com. Or you can call in at 801-980-6333. You can leave a voicemail. And if it's the right time of the day, you may catch me. We can chop it up. That'd be great. So on today's show, I want to talk about assurance. Yes, assurance. Can we be assured for our salvation in Christ? This is a great question. This is a good thing for us to talk about as believers. We should know that there is assurance in Christ for our salvation. And it's not because of us, but it's because of him who calls God. All right. So we want to talk about today. I want to go to one of my favorite go-to scriptures concerning this in John chapter 10. Now, there are many scriptures we can go to that talk about the assurance or perseverance of the saints. but John 10 was the scripture that the Lord led me to in order for me to really see that, man, God loves his people. And it's not this love that we're so used to where it's fickle and you don't know what tomorrow may be. But God's love is straightforward, it's clean, and it's righteous. And so I want to be able to share that with you guys. If you are a Christian and you may be struggling with doubt, I want this to encourage you if by any means you're just the type of person who believes that God will save someone and then let them go, then I'm hoping that the scripture will show you how false that is and how that like undermines the gospel, right? So we want to check this out. So go with me as I'm going to my Eastward app and we're going to check this out in John chapter 10. Okay, so here we are in John chapter 10, and I'm not going to read this whole chapter. I'm just going to do a few verses. I'm not trying to be before you long today, okay? Now, this verse that we're going to look at was new to me as far as having this understanding of, man, there's assurance for Christ's people. Um, now, my go-to verse, the verse that the Lord led me to is later on in the chapter, but right here, Right here, it was so good, so good. And so we're going to start at the first verse, um, and we're going to read to the fifth. This is all Jesus speaking. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name 
and leads them out. And it says, when he has brought all, I'm sorry. And it says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. The sheep knows the voice of the one who calls them. They know his voice. But verse 5 was the encouragement to me. It says, a stranger they will not follow. Let's start there. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Now you're going to see later in this chapter that Jesus proclaims to these Pharisees how they're not his sheep. That's why they don't believe what he's doing. They don't hear what he's saying because it's simple. They're not his sheep. But it says his sheep know his voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. This is the text that I see that is so clear that those who are, who are apostatized out of the faith, they were never Christians. They weren't Christians. Jesus says, a stranger's voice, they will not follow. They will flee from him. So if you were claiming to be a Christian and you were following Christ, but then somehow you decided, you know, I don't want to follow Christ some more. I want to go follow Buddha. Then you were never his sheep. You wasn't his sheep. Because even if you stray, the sheep will come back. Why? God goes and he gets his sheep. See? So if you was to walk away, so to speak, from the faith, if you are his sheep, you're coming back. Back. You're coming back. You are. By God's grace, it has nothing to do with you. God's purpose and his will is that Jesus would lose none of that the Father gave him. That's in John 6. That's beautiful. Look at the love of God. Man, how he cares for his sheep. The strangers, they will not follow, but they will flee from him. So people come along with the false teachings about Allah and Buddha and Joseph Smith and the watchtower and all that. The sheep will flee from that teaching. The sheep will hold fast to the truth of the gospel. Praise God. Because that's the power of the Holy Spirit, which the Bible says we're sealed for our inheritance. Sealed by the Holy Spirit as a promise. Beautiful. So that's that. I just want to bring that to you real quick. Kind of throw that out there. We're talking about assurance of salvation. So we have to talk about those who claim to be a Christian and then have left the faith. So your Kevin Wesley's and so on and so forth. They just flocking. Oh, I I believed in your Jesus. I was a I was a go I was a church goer, A, B, and C. I saw how false it was. No, you were never his sheep. You know? I mean, I I pray that maybe 
that right now you're going through something and the Lord will bring you back to himself if it's true that you are his sheep. So my prayer for those who apostatize and have quote unquote left the faith, you know, but it's like John says, if they remain with us, they're with us. But it was evident that they not that they were not with us or of us because they left. And I'm paraphrasing that. You can read that. John chapter 2. Not John. 1 John chapter 2. So, yeah. So, let's look at John um, later on. Well, first, I got, I got to deal with this misconception of this verse. As we were reading, and Jesus talks about um, the one who doesn't come through the door is a thief and a robber. Right? And so, Jesus says... And John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, we're talking about who is the they. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Talk about the sheep. You know, the thief comes to steal the sheep. You know, and take what's not his. Now, a lot of people take this verse to be talking about the devil. Cool. That's fine. But the context is, is talking about false teachers. Those who will not come through teaching through the door, which will be Christ. They come in another way. They use other methods to try to win the sheep. They're, they are a thief and a robber. That's what Jesus was, was, was saying. And it actually... He was saying these things about the Pharisees. So this was cutting at them. That's important to understand at this point. Because later he's going to tell them, you're not my sheep. Because they don't even believe the works that he do. You see what I'm saying? So, but it's important here that Jesus says that he came that they, the sheep, may have life and have it abundantly. And so we go down to verse 25. Now. I just want to show you this because I've been saying it. So here's the verse to back it up. John 10, 25, after those Pharisees were questioning him and so on and so forth, Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. Hmm. Cut and dry. You are not among my sheep. That's why you don't believe. Those who believe are my sheep. And at the time, those disciples, there's 12. Then he says, my sheep hear my voice. So earlier in the first few verses, we see that Jesus says how the sheep know his voice. And the stranger's voice, they won't follow. They'll flee from him. And he says again in John 10, 26, but you do not believe because you're not my sheep or among my sheep. But my sheep, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Mm. Mm. This is good. So good. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. See, this is not a, a mental ascent of knowledge because Jesus being God in the flesh, of course, he knows all things. He's omniscient. What is he speaking? He's talking about intimately. I know them. But what about in Matthew 7, 
21, where this individual claims to know Jesus. And Jesus says to him, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. I never knew you. What was that about? Jesus says, I know them. I know my sheep. And so was Jesus lying to the man in Matthew 7 when he gave that example of what would come? No. He's saying those who aren't, uh, he's saying those who aren't his sheep, though they may claim to know him, they're not really his sheep. Oh, this would mean that we should take the time to be, uh, this will mean that we should take the time to self-examine ourselves to see whether we're truly in the faith. The Bible calls for that. It calls Christians to examine ourselves to see whether we're in the faith. That's what it says. To make our calling and election sure. Yeah, I know some of y'all didn't like me throwing that in there. But that's what it says. Make your calling and your election sure because salvation is sure it is but we as humans and fallen human beings can be self-deceived we can so he says my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me praise god praise god he says i give them eternal life who does he give eternal life the sheep the ones who he knows and the ones who know his voice, he give them eternal life and they will never perish. Well, Jesus must have lied because there are people who believe that you can lose your salvation. Notice Jesus didn't say that I give them eternal life if they do these things, if they continue in this. A lot of times when we see in scripture that we see if you continue in this or if you do well to do this and so on and so forth, it's saying that because it's saying these things should indicate what's already in you. You see, if you continue in the faith, that's Colossians says, if you continue in the gospel that was preached to you, it's indicative. That's what it's talking about. It's not a command. It's indicative. You will continue because you're saved. But if you're not saved, of course you won't continue. You'll do like Jesus said. He said that my sheep will run from strangers. But you will do the opposite. If you're not his sheep, if you don't continue in the faith and the gospel, it's because you were never his sheep. I mean, I would beat that dead horse. I want you to see this because you're going to say, well, Jamal, if you say people are saved and they can't lose their salvation, well, you got people out here doing whatever and sinning and breaking God's laws and they just, they just live in a hellish life and you're saying they still going to be saved. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. That's not what Jesus said. He says, my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice. Then he says, and they follow me. 
that would mean those who are out there claiming to be Christians and there's once saved, always saved, and they're out there living a sinful, rebellious life, they're not following Jesus. Because they, he says, and they follow me. That follow is not that they walk behind him. They, but they walk in step and in line with what he taught. That's what he's saying. Come on, y'all. I can't stand when people throw those straw men out. No Christian believes that you can just be saved and live a rebellious life against God. Think about it. If we say we love God, should we keep his commandments? I mean, that's what Jesus says. If you love me, you keep my commandments. But we don't keep his commandments so we can be saved. We keep his commandments because we love him. We love God. We want to obey God because our hearts are changed. Praise God. Because apart from me being renewed in my mind and having my heart regenerated by the power of the spirit, I hated God, and so did you. And if you're not saved, you do now. You can't stand God. But you can't reach in your heart and fix that. God has to do it. Once you heard the gospel, by his grace, you will come to understand your desperate need of a savior and will repent. And put your trust in Christ. But once that happens. Once you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You have eternal life waiting for you on the other side of death. Praise the Lord. I hope this encourages you. But I haven't even gotten the rest of the way. He says I give them eternal life. And they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. No one, no one except you, right? No one except you. You can somehow cause yourself to be snatched out of God's hands. Like, that's what Jesus said, right? No. He says, they will never perish. What did John 3, 16 says? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that those who believe in him or those believing in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. The believing ones, the sheep that know his voice and follow him. You see that? That's beautiful. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. This is talking about salvation, y'all. The next verse, my father who is who has given them to me. What did John 6 say? Jesus said in John 6, he says, all that the Father gives me will come to me. And I will raise them up on the last day. That's what he says. And he says, this is the will of the Father who sent me. That all he has given me, I shall lose none. Oh, praise God. And he says it again here. Just different terminology. He's saying the same thing. My father who has given them to me. Given who to him? The sheep. The sheep that know him. The sheep that follow him. The sheep that Christ knows. He, said, I, he says, who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. So. 
<laughs> then he says, I and the Father are one. Now, a lot of y'all take this and make it seem like, oh, you see, Jesus and the Father are the same person. No. It's talking about the triune nature of God. If you want to look at that, check out the videos I have on the Trinity. Be great. I love your response on that. But here, we have a twofold promise. Jesus says, no one can snatch them out of his hands. Then he says, no one can snatch them out of the Father's hand. So you have the Son and the Father holding on to his sheep while they're indwelled by the Holy Spirit of promise. All three persons taking part in the salvation of a soul. Praise the Lord. Believer, you can be assured that if you are in Christ and you are a new creature, salvation is on the other side of death. And it's not because of how good you are or how better you're able to make yourself, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you by the grace of God. By grace, you have been saved. And so we wait. Our hope is in the one to come, Christ. That we know when he comes, we'll be like him. Glorified. Praise the Lord. So, I hope this was encouraging to you. It has always been encouraging to me. Um, yeah. I don't know anything to say on top of that. You know, thank you once again for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it blessed you. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Please share this video for those that don't know and Christians that need that encouragement. Check out the video to the side for more prescribed truth. And remember, in a world full of errors, the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings.